0: Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. And we are zooming in on the earnings from DBS, which were released on Monday. And just to recap the numbers, DBS posted a 69% year-on-year rise in net profit to a record $2.3 billion. And this comes as total income rose forty-one percent to a record four point six billion billion dollars on higher net interest income and it also had a special dividend announced so let's check in with yip jinrong he is the market strategist for ing to unpack the results and to give us his take on the numbers morning Rong, how are you doing today
1: hey good morning ryan happy valentine's day i hope uh,
0: you're all set for today yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, we did get a bit of love from DBS with that special dividend. So let's talk about what we can expect in the coming quarters. So let's start with the bright spots. It's expecting to post strong results this year because of strong asset quality and sustained low momentum. And that's from a statement from CEO Piyush Gupta. Help us to understand what of of um, year we can expect for DBS in the coming quarters.
1: Yes, yeah, so if you look at the recent uh, results, I think it's a very resilient uh, set of earnings. I mean, we are seeing a record profit for the quarter, 69% a year-on-year jump to around $2.34 billion. So mm. that is a very uh, positive. I think uh, out of the three uh, local banks, uh, DDS is the most sensitive to interest rate uh, increases. And we are seeing that playing out in terms of its uh, fourth quarter and net interest margin. So that has increased uh, 15 basis points from the third quarter to around 2.05%, which continue to contribute uh, very strongly to its uh, net interest income. So if you look at its net interest income, it increased around 53% from a year ago, even stronger than previous quarters, uh, 44%. So looking ahead, I think uh, further improvement in net interest uh, margin may continue to play out, uh, but some moderation uh, could be expected, largely because Uh, the Fed's rate hike process is slowing into an eventual uh, rate pause ahead. So the management has guided for around the 2.18% to 2.2% range uh, for the year. So I think the impact of higher rates uh, may still be positive, uh, but probably not as uh, robust as uh, before. And uh, another positive thing that I see is that, you know, the resilience in uh, asset quality is one to note. I think uh, asset quality has been uh, surprisingly strong. If you look at the non-performing ratio, we actually saw a decline to 1.1 percent compared to 1.3 percent a year ago. And in terms of a loan loss provision, there is actually a write back of around 42 million dollars. So I think our Singapore banks prudent approach in you know unwinding previous provisions from the COVID-19 mm. pandemic. They are starting to pay off. And in that, you know, there is actually a lesser need for further build out ahead. So that kind of reduces the downward pressure on earnings.
0: Yeah, the improving outlook is helping to trim those MPLs. And if you look at the other parts of the equation, you've got those bright spots, in point out, improving interest margins. Uh, at the same time, there is a bit of downside risk that DBS is flagging. And this is with um, the NIMS they're getting for this year to be at 2.25% at the peak. Right now it's at 2.05%. And the downside risks will come from upflows to treasury bills, a stronger Singapore dollar, and higher treasury market funding costs. So I'm looking at how it might have to pay depositors for um, their cash with high interest rates. And all these headwinds we've just talked about, what's your take on um, the net interest margins, for example, possibly seeing... A bit of a tapering, and of course, seeing a bit of a market pretty much pricing in much of the upside already.
1: Mm, yes. So, as you mentioned, I think definitely the management has guided you know for some uh, tapering in terms of the uh, from its uh, peak of around two point two five percent. So yes, I think uh, the impact of you know higher rates uh, could still be positive, uh, but definitely not as uh, robust as what we have seen uh, over the past one year. And of course, the reason is definitely because of the Fed's uh, rate hike process. Potentially, you know, we are seeing somewhat of a rate pause ahead. And other negative I saw is that, you know, the loan growth were flat at just around 1% increase from a year ago. So that is actually in line with the declining uh, growth trend that we have seen in the bank lending data in the fourth quarter. So further moderation uh, could be a risk in terms of its uh, loan growth performance. And other than that, I think the non-interest income is also sort of providing somewhat of a mixed view. I think market conditions in the fourth quarter has not been supportive of wealth management fees. So that actually continued to weigh with a decline for the third straight quarter. I think some of the positive is that, you know, the weakness is sort of being cushioned slightly by the strength in credit card fees. Mm. So that jumped uh, 20% from a year ago. So consumer spending are still robust, uh, largely from some revenge uh, travel spending as the borders uh, reopen. Um, So generally, I think from the management tone, uh, I think some optimism are still uh, being highlighted. I think China's reopening is one to provide, you know, this much needed boost to fee income ahead. So, although uh, global economic outlook remains challenging, I think uh, overall India still displays some form of a resilience to cope with any uh, further downturn. As yeah,
0: Juno, you know, talk about lending. Uh, it has also lent indirectly to India's Adani Group and it's- DBS says it has exposure of around $1 billion to finance cement companies that Adani had deals with. Uh, what's your take on the exposure by DBS to Adani, uh, the Adani group of companies? Is that something to worry about?
1: Yes, I think uh, definitely that will be at the top of investors' minds, especially with uh, all those headlines regarding the Adani saga. Uh, but I think uh, recently we are seeing you know, some form of a, of a conviction from the management itself that seems to be struggling it off. So until there, in, a, in a way, I think until there is an actual impact being played out, um, I don't foresee, you know, much form of a reaction from the market with regards to this uh, exposure, especially with the management coming out to sort of uh, reassure and convince the market that, you know, the, the overall impact will be more muted.
0: And let's touch on the dividends. So DBS is recommending a final dividend of $0.42 per share and that's actually $0.06 higher than its previous payout plus special dividend of $0.50 per share. So what can we expect from the other banks? Can we expect as well improved earnings as well as a strong capital position for them to perhaps also give a special dividend?
1: Yeah, so, if you look at the special dividend of 50 cents uh, per share from a DBS, uh, that definitely uh, provides some testament to its very strong uh, capital base. Uh, as you mentioned, even in terms of its uh, final dividend, it is also increased from a previous 36 cents per share to the current uh, 42 cents uh, per share. So, well, you know, if it continues to pay out the, uh, the, the consistent uh, dividend that we are seeing, If we peg it to the current market price, I think the forward dividend yield for DBS is around 4.7%. That is higher than its fire average dividend yield of around 4.5%. So I would say DBS has surely lived up to its uh, status as a very strong uh, dividend play. And looking towards uh, UOB and OCBC results next week, I think uh, DBS has set the bar high and the pressure is on for them to deliver some returns uh, back to shareholders as well. And uh, I think failure to do so, I um, may actually see that share prices sort are of being punished if the dividend mm. gap with uh, DPS uh, were to widen. And on the broader scale, I think probably for the for the banks, I think some reservation is that you know bond yields recently has been seeing some uh, renewal upside recently. If you look at the Singapore's ten-year bond yields, it sort of moved back above uh three percent. So that is one of the key risks that we have to watch uh, because if the risk-free rate continues to much higher. I think there'll be some risk that, you know, the bank dividends uh, may look relatively uh, less attractive than before.
0: All right, UOB and OCBC will be reporting next week. So we'll see what's in store then. We've been chairman with Yip Jinrong. He is the market strategist for IG, helping us to break down DBS's latest fourth quarter results. Jinrong, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.